<laughs> I forgot to unmute myself. <laughs> it's just a recurring thing that never seems to end. Oh my gosh. And I'm a little low energy, so I hope you'll you'll forgive me, okay, Matt? Oh, it's all good. Okay. Yeah. Um, any questions before like we begin begin? Uh I don't believe so. Okay. I think I'm good. I think I'm ready. Oh, I'm so stoked. <laughs> Let me get ready then. I'm not ready. I was gonna no. say, come on. <laughs> get it together, Dan. <laughs> got things to do. I'm sorry. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to figure it out. And I hope I've sent you the most recent format of the show. And uh, since you got no questions, we can go ahead and get going. Awesome. Well, hello, Mal Burns. They, them, thank you for being with us today, Mal. Love your face. How are you doing? What's Uh, up? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, So to be talking with you again. I am... Oh, doing the best I can under the weight of of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's got to stand for something, right? Um, but yeah. Good job, how, honestly. How are you? How are you? How have you been? Me? Oh, it's a. Uh, it feels awful saying this. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You know, I'm a big fan of Mr. Rogers, but uh, God bless him. some 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 days are just not exactly uh, beautiful. You know, you can't win them all. And uh, what I'm actually doing right now is turning off all of my my channel rewards because I don't want people punching me in the face while I'm streaming. That would be rude. Uh, and I just can't trust my, my viewers to not do anything like that. Turning off sound effects as well. And then I'm so they're sorry. They're all in I'm time out. They're sort of in timeout, and they know that they're bad. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Mal, I've invited you here in the spirit of building leftist unity, strength, and power. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to be with you because I know, number one, that you know where that comes from. And, uh, you know, you understand the lineage. And uh, that's very exciting. And um, so in that spirit, thank you for being uh, willing to jump on the channel with me and to uh, 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 sort of um, allow us to get to know you a little bit. What we can go ahead and do is let you give yourself the big shout out. What do you do and where can people find you? Wow. Um, (laughs) Well, hi, my name is Mal. Uh, (laughs) I am a um, socialist and specifically a PIC abolitionist organizer. So a lot of the work that I do um, is within the uh, defund CPD campaign um, and just general trying to grow more abolitionist in the city of Chicago. Um, I've, I've found a nice little niche, like, Twitter following because of this. So if you're interested in learning more about abolition or just love reading takes of people dunking on Lori Lightfoot, uh, you should follow me at uh, on Twitter at uh, local sad ghoul, all one word. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Um, uh, what, what do you think about her hat game these days? Is it, is it, mm. uh, is it getting any better? Worse? I really miss that lime green cowboy hat, honestly. Like, she kind of won me over for a second with that. Uh, the fedora's not so much. I think someone said that yeah. she looks like she's cosplaying Al Capone or something. I'm like, that's that's pretty accurate, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Mal. All right. So, um, yeah. Uh, what, what else do you do? I know you're uh, you're active in, in DSA, and, and yeah. I, I want you to sort of um, – take this angle realizing that i've went to my first general chapter meeting for the dsa it was very yeah. exciting yeah. and oh my scary. god that four, four and a half hour meeting <laughs> what an introduction yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was off the charts i didn't <laughs> see it coming and i was very unprepared i, I wanted to be more uh, uh, uh valuable and, and be and be able to uh, vote and know what i was voting on and i felt like shit and I don't know. Um, I'm I'm hoping to be able to get more involved in the organization, and I know that you you do a lot of you do a lot of work uh, hands hands on uh, work. Do you want to go ahead and talk more about that? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, I am still within my first year of uh, DSA in the Chicago oh. branch, obviously, 
But in that short amount of time, I've been really lucky to have been working with the comrades that I do. So um, a little bit about the chapter-specific work that I do. Uh, I'm one of the co-chairs for uh, the Red Rabbits, which is our uh, safety and security like marshalling team. So we're really focused on keeping direct action um, as safe and cohesive um, as they can be, as well as thinking uh, practically about uh, online InfoSec. And we also have like a protest logistics team, so we can try to strategize how Chicago DSA shows up to actions, whether we're endorsing them or putting them on with the best kind of like presence. And again, with that like safety capacity in mind. Um, and then like I mentioned in my intro, I am working with the defund CPD campaign and CDSA. I'm actually the uh, lead for the field and outreach team. So a lot of what we do is all about mobilizing um, within our communities, connecting with mutual aid groups, uh, spreading the good word of abolition. Um, well, and you said defund. Yeah. You said defund. So I was, I was going to say y'all are a bunch of cucks. Yeah, right. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, the one thing that I will say about that is that uh, defund has always been about abolition. Um, okay. The the people who started that campaign were mostly um, black women. And, and the intention was defund to abolish um, it. It takes steps, obviously. Uh, abolish the police isn't as trendy, sure, and it's because it's a lot scarier. It's a it's a bigger concept that I think people are still trying to figure out how they feel about it. Okay. Um, but our defund campaign, at least within Chicago DSA, is defund to abolish. Hey. All right. Well, I guess I'm the cuck. I guess so. Maybe you should come to a meeting and you can see what it's actually all about. Uh, we actually, one of the things that we're doing as a campaign is we have a book club going. It's every two weeks on Sunday yeah. and uh, we're reading Mariam Kaba's We Do This Till We Free Us, which is a book all about uh, abolitionist, abolitionist organizing. Um, so that is like a centerfold of like what we do. It's it's about building community and, and, and learning from one another and, and really figuring out like how do we win an abolitionist world. Yeah. Wonderful, Mal, and I'm, uh, you're, you're already showing us why we have you on today. You're, you're just <laughs> such a super uh, a valuable person. I'm honored to be with you, a valuable person in the community, obviously, and uh, you just a year in DSA, and I think you're showing super valuable to DSA. I, I, Thank you, I love being in an organization with you, and I need to, I need to figure out how to get in, in, involved, and I love how you straight up called me out. Get, go to a meeting, Dan. All <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> Don't get too uh, don't get don't get too friendly with me, Mal. Watch out. No. Um, so now that we've talked a little bit about uh, what you're up to, we've talked about some of your projects. Do we leave anything else out that you wanted to mention in terms of what you're up to and what's taking up your time? Mm, no, I mean honestly, it's 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 all organizing for me lately. I've unfortunately had to put a lot of like my hobbies on the back burner, oh. but that's just because. The issues that we're facing right now are really pressing. It's um, unfortunately a situation where it is life or death for a lot of communities. So uh, I am very excited and happy and grateful that I can be spending my time doing that. But that is where my headspace is mm -hmm. in the current moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, then, thanks for being uh, willing to share your time with us here. What we can then chat about is your leftward bound journey a little discussion here about your pathway to leftism you don't have to define your ideology or politics you're welcome and encouraged to if you like uh but how about we just go ahead and uh, and start there uh, how, how did you get to at the very least uh, at the, here the show how did you get here sure yeah um thank you for saying i don't have to define my nah, ideology because i I think all that shit's kind of lame. No yeah, offense to all my like Marxist, Len Leninist, Maoist, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's more about the principle behind it. So mm -hmm. I um, came from a really like apolitical family. We just didn't talk about politics. My parents didn't vote. It was nothing like that. So I kind of had to figure that out for myself. But I grew up in very... Um, kind of a small town in Tennessee and went to public school. So my radicalization, unfortunately, didn't come until a lot later in my life than I wished it would have. Um, I would say 2014, um, that was the year of uh, both Michael Brown and Eric Garner, um, unfortunately, being murdered by the police. That was kind of like my wake-up call of, like, it sucks to just 
stand by while this happens. And, you know, and I didn't identify as a socialist or an abolitionist then, but I just like, there was this something in me that was like, I couldn't just sit on my hands anymore. So um, I slowly kind of started getting involved, slowly started doing my own research. I'm sure everyone says this, but if it wasn't for Bernie's campaign, I don't know how much <laughs> slower that process would have been. But luckily, um, he was a, a political figure that really did uh, radicalize me probably even further than he wanted people to be radicalized. <laughs> but here I am. Um, but yeah, so I started doing like more formal organizing uh, 2015, 2016, and just some small like me and some friends putting together like mutual aid efforts or like raising money for, you know, our local domestic violence program. So more projects like that. Um, then it was when I moved to Chicago and I moved to Chicago because I really fell in love with it because it was a movement city. I loved watching it when things would erupt, um, when there was direct actions, just the community and the way that people took the streets and knowing its history and the labor movement. Um, that's really what brought me here. So I moved here in like 2018. I kind of took my time with things to figure everything out. And yeah, it was uh, after the uprisings of last summer that I was like, I need to organize. Like, me like learning and me figuring out my own path and me getting involved in these little ways just again wasn't feeling like enough um so yeah i sought out an organization uh, i joined chicago dsa through joining chicago dsa i met all of these leftist figures on twitter because we're all so funny and hot and we gravitate towards each other and um uh, that's why i'm sitting before you today yeah. dan <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, perfect. You've, you've drawn a really good uh, a really good pathway. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, cool. And that also lets us know sort of how how you know us, friend of Kenzo. That connection there as oh, well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So let's, if we can, dig in a little bit more. Maybe there's a little bit yeah. more to go over. Okay. I was wondering, were there any other aspects you mentioned, Michael Brown uh, and um, Deontay Wright? I'm so sorry. Uh, so that was Michael Brown and Eric Garner in 2014. Garner, but thank you. Right, also incredibly relevant and tragic. Yeah. So sorry. Um. So you, we've we've mentioned a couple things uh, uh, that you'd point to along the way. I wonder, are there any other aspects of, I don't know, politics, leftist theory or thinking, uh, anything else in history, your personal experiences or others, yeah. anything else that helped? I'm sorry to pull your mind. Or your heart uh, uh, more to the left. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I was probably radicalized a lot sooner than I'm really giving myself credit for because I was someone who grew up pretty impoverished for the most part. Um, mm -hmm. I had seven siblings. I had, unfortunately, siblings of mine um, in and out of the incarceration system, mm -hmm. um, in and out of rehabilitation systems. Um, so I, I had that kind of unfortunate childhood of being forced to grow up a lot sooner than you'd want a kid to grow up. And it was just having to see some of these systems that were unfortunately designed to keep people like me, like poor kid from Tennessee poor, you know? And um, I've had to watch a lot of like my, my family um, overcome those systemic challenges. Um, so that was obviously like, very eye-opening for what it is and and we had a lot of family from a, or a lot of friends from like a lot of different backgrounds and and watching them go through the same things but because of the color of their skin or you know whatever it might be um and then yeah so as like as i got older and as i'm start starting to like explore things about myself and realizing that like i'm a queer person and i don't identify as being cis like i don't these are things in my own self-discovery that gave me so much peace of mind and gave me like my sense of identity, but then watching how those have also been villainized, um, especially lately. And this has been something that's been going on for the last few years, but like the ban on like trans kids using bathrooms and playing sports and doing normal things that every kid should just be allowed to do. Um, especially most recently with Florida passing that bill that not only can you be banned from these things, but you can also be subjected to like genital searches is oh just watching. It, it's just so funny because the conservative mindset is definitely like, Oh, everything's becoming so soft and liberal, but it's, it's really kind of not. It, 
for the people who who need the world to soften up for them. Um, if anything, it's getting tougher. And mm-hmm. so being like a poor kid, being a you know young, confused, queer kid, um, it's, yeah, it's hard to grapple with the fact that like some of us were just never given a chance from like the moment we kind of stepped into the world. And it has nothing to do with how hard we worked or how much we tried to assimilate to normal, what society wants to be as normal, not to like joker pill it. <laughs> It, it's just very disheartening, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I'm everything I'm kind of doing, I guess, is to like nurture the child in me that didn't have those resources and didn't have someone to say it was okay to be the person I wanted to be and um, make that world for someone else because it fucking it's hard enough to exist, you know. Um, that's really good stuff, I, and that leads really nicely, Mal. And if we leave anything else out along the way, feel free to help us loop back, circle back if we need. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, you're just dropping you're dropping diamonds today. Um, Thank you. <laughs> fucking, you're fucking fabulous, by the way. Love your face. Um, <sighs> and what we can do is is sort of segue nicely into the next uh, portion of our of our chat. Uh, Mal, in hashtag be best, if you had a chance to go back and talk to a younger version of yourself or of course you can't do that but uh, we have people watching and chat we have people watching the replay um what other uh you know uh, life wisdom nuggets would you be able to share mm. you, can, you can share anything you like it sounds really cliche but um there were so many times in my life where i held myself back because i was afraid of like saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or being the wrong thing um just that normal anxiety i think we all get uh, but as i got older realizing that like striving for perfectionism is kind of a it's one of those like symptoms of white supremacy we don't really talk about um that you know we kind of even practice not consciously even um but like don't do that. Like, say the thing that you think you need to say and do the thing you think you need to do um, because it's also okay to make mistakes. But if you don't do that, <laughs> then you're going to deny yourself that chance in your life. There's just, there's so many times where I, I should have stepped up and I should have spoken up and I should have put myself in that uncomfortable position that maybe I didn't think I wanted to be in. But if I had, that could have changed something for someone and you know I don't have like a specific example I want to draw to but I just think we need to stop being you know afraid of ourselves we need to start like yeah like just going for it Um, we deny ourselves a lot of opportunities and chances and we don't know how that could influence someone else around us and um, the one thing I've, I've definitely learned is community really is everything and and by not speaking up or acting in the way that you want to act you deny yourself of like building those relationships with other people because you've silenced yourself because you thought you weren't good enough or the thing you had to say was important enough and like so who cares if it's not you know but you could have made a friend (laughs) you know you could have said something that someone looked at and was like hey I never thought of it that way so yeah don't be don't be afraid of yourself i guess i know it's easier said than done because i still struggle with that to this day but yeah (laughs) now wonderful excellent advice beautiful beautiful thank you let's (laughs) let's move on we we're we're making good time i love yeah sorry to be blazing through this but (laughs) that means more time on the tail end for for fun okay so mal (laughs) yes brings us then to the leftist inquisition, our questionnaire. Our oh, questionnaire. God. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. We all have a lot of fun. All right. First uh, question up here is, uh, do you have a favorite word, Mal? Um, equidistant. Oh, equidistant. Yes. You never get to use it. Like, how often do you get to describe things being like, you know what I mean? But it's one of those words that's just like, it flows off the tongue very nicely. Great. I do a lot of work in Photoshop and I want things to be exactly. Yeah. Back in Tennessee, it was like, which Walmart do you want to go to for fun? I don't care. They're both equidistant from us, but you know. <laughs> that. that. <laughs> do you do you have a least favorite word? Like all the gross ones, probably, that I don't sure. want to say on stream. Sorry. Um 
festers kind of a gross word, oh. you know? Like, yeah. Like a wound that's oozing. Yeah. That's a new one. I like that. No one said that. Yeah. Not that you have to be original. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I like it when it's you. When, you know, someone's got something unique. I love it. Um, okay, the next question. Do you have a favorite drug or vice or guilty pleasure? You can also feel free to name one of each. I am a pretty big cannabis user myself. Hey. It's great. Hey. I advocate it for it on all on all fronts. Yeah. Uh, guilty pleasure. I love pop music. I love it. I'll listen to it all day. I'm not ashamed of it. I love bad movies. All the things that we're supposed to hate. I love it. I just good. All media is good media. I don't care how cheesy or overdone it is. <laughs> I think you're figuring things out, Mal. Got a lot to share with us, people, down here <laughs> with the small brains. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Yeah, I, I I'm like that too. Like I I don't hate on people. Like music, like any music you want, like whatever you like. I don't give a fuck, dude. My dad is this like. Big, burly, he's like 6'4", yeah. big beard, just like, you know, hunk of a man. But uh, if you ask him what his favorite live show ever was, he'll, he'll say Taylor Swift, like hands down. So he was like, he was the perfect <laughs> example to me as a child of just like, yeah, you can be whatever the fuck you want and listen to the softest shit in the world. Like, listen yeah. to what you like. It doesn't have to fucking like, you don't have to wear the music you like, you know? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I like it. I like what you want. <laughs> don't hold yourself back right? next exactly. so we're going to talk about sound a sound or a noise is there one that you love i love the one that always comes to mind is when someone is playing guitar and you can hear the sound it makes when their finger kind of sticks to the string as they're like sliding it up and down that just like little like metallic soft sound i don't know it's something about whenever i listen to like yeah. uh especially acoustic music when I can just hear that little like sticky sound. It's just gives me the, like ASMR good feel, even though I don't really fuck with ASMR, but just that <laughs> little like, Oh, that sounds nice. Hell yeah. yeah. It's probably weird, <laughs> weird answer. No, weird specific answer. <laughs> no one said that before. It's so funny. Cause I do play a little guitar and you sort of don't want that sound. It's like an extra sound, you know, oh, that you I sort of try it. to avoid, but about... it is sort of cool because it's like in rhythm and it's got a certain. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay love it I'm, I'm like trained to hate that sound that is so well, fascinating know that there's people like me who yeah. it gives this little bit of serotonin to when i hear it <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna lean into it yeah <laughs> immediately 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 scrap all right it's uh sound or noise that you hate oh um sirens specifically cop car sirens because it just like mm. it gives me that and you know impending doom feeling every time and also just like being someone who's usually afraid of any kind of cop interaction the second I hear it my whole body just like oh <laughs> yeah right uh so many sirens in the city oh yeah there's so many people how about then uh the next question it's about reincarnation yeah so if you could come back as a plant or a non-human animal what would it be Mel hmm I think a house cat is too simple, but I mean, they truly do have the best lives possible. They get, they get to sleep 18 hours a day and it's not even out of boredom. It's like, that's just how much sleep I need. And I think that's wonderful. Um, but I don't know. I would love, I would love to come back as some sort of big billowing tree that can offer shade to someone and, and just vibe every day and, and watch the world move around me and just be this little piece of, you know, forever, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, Mal. A big old tree. Any, any kind of tree, just a big shady-ass tree. Like yeah. a big willow tree, oh, you know? Okay. They make mm. those great whistling sounds, too, when the wind goes through them, and they're mm -hmm. so dreamy to sit under and just look up at. And I think I think someone would appreciate me as a willow tree. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I believe... Um, that's a great, tr that's a wonderful answer. Um, super chill as fuck. You know, you, you look at a tree. It's like, what does the tree know? Right. Right. The tree's like how wisdom. much have you seen? Exactly. You've had to see decades worth of just life coming through here. I wonder that all the time, actually. Yeah. They know things. They've seen so much. Exactly. The trees know. Mm-hmm. How about, um, 
All right, this is the God question. If you find out that heaven and God are real at the end of your life, what would you like to hear God say to you? Oh, God, that is like... <laughs> That's crazy. I could take this in so many different directions yeah. of like, how many blunts did I smoke? <laughs> or like, was I a good person? Like, did I do good? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it would be this very overwhelming... Um, I don't know. It's probably very selfish, but yeah, I would want to know like... Was I doing the thing I was put here to do? And did I do a good job of it? <laughs> nice. Nice. How about then um, an influential leftist? Uh, be them dead or alive to find leftist any way you like as well. Uh, anyone you would love to be able to meet and chat? Mm. Rosa Luxemburg, probably. Hey, yeah. Um, because I, I see a lot of, I, that's probably sounds so like, like, oh my God, like putting myself on a pedestal, but I do see a lot of like me and her in the sense of like, she could be very impulsive or she could be very, um, rash, but it was out of the spirit of, of doing everything she could for, you know, the workers of the world and, and building, uh, you know, building a movement and unfortunately she was killed because of that uh she was killed for the things that she wrote so eloquently about and and her writings are so timeless and really laid a laid a foundation for like communism as we as we try to picture it and and strive for um and yeah i i always have a soft spot in my heart for uh women and non-men especially who were loud voices in the movement and so much so that they were willing to die for it. just think that there's something so powerful about that. And then I would also say Sophie Scholl um, because she wrote essentially zines back during um, World War II and uh, it was to spread like socialist theory um, and yeah, she was 18 or 19 and toss them uh down the uh corridor of the university she was went like with her brother and another person like literally like in a movie picturing that's how i picture it, just like flyers everywhere with just like propaganda and yeah because of that she was captured and once again murdered for it but that's so badass that she was so dedicated to like giving the people the political education they need to become radicalized that she said fuck it like that's fucking awesome. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful answers there. Uh, I was wondering, is there there's, there should be like a Sophie Scholl movie? It sounds pretty movie like. There absolutely amazing. is. Yeah. I uh, my my hobby is filmmaking. Um, hey. That's I would love to be a, a famous writer director one day in my non um, you know progressive side of my life, I guess, and. Uh, I would love to do a movie about Sophie Scholl. She is just such a, such a figure, such a short, short life snuffed out too soon. But um, what, what an impeccable like story that is to tell. Hmm. Okay. What, um, what do you think they would say about either, you know, what you've told me today and maybe more about your life, if you had the chance to share, or what do you think uh, either or both would say about the current state of the world uh, or what would you like them to be able to say about you? I feel like they would probably be really just dis disappointed that um, we're still so far from a fair and free world, an equitable world. Um, it's I, I know I would be to see how far like capitalism has has won, and like how far imperialism and capitalism are like so deeply intertwined that we're at this stage where we've been given so many of these, like, you know, it's, it's that, uh, Jeanette Taylor quote of like, don't give me crumbs and tell me it's cake. That's what's happening to us where we're being told like, no, you have equal rights because you have this very small inconsequential thing, but behind the scenes actually going against, um, the state as we know it. 
is pretty nearly impossible. And that's why we see the way direct action gets shut down and the way we see like now journalists are being beaten and arrested, like all these things that are supposed to be protected or not. Um, but it's like, it's okay because the media says black lives matter and, you know, uh, JC Penny, you know, made their profile picture black square. So like we are super progressive now, but we're really not. And if anything, we're kind of in this, this false safety net, um, and yeah, I, I think that if I was one of those people who saw the writing on the wall and dedicated my life to writing about it and, and spreading that and then just seeing that, like, they're winning, I would, I don't know, I'd be really bummed. I I have to remember that, like, it's the Mary M. Kaba quote of, like, hope is a discipline. I have to remember that, like, we have to practice believing in a better world every single day. Like, it has to be something we remind ourselves because we can absolutely get sunk into the just, like, depravity of like god we have so much work to do but that's okay we just have to keep keep it going mm-hmm. well, thank you for sharing these wonderful thoughts so far we've um i don't know i feel like i owe you sometimes people like come in and they're like they're so based i'm like uh is that do i owe you money <laughs> god no and i hope i don't come off like i'm no! um rambling but i've been i've been in a mood especially with chicago politics have been a whirlwind so i'm I'm excited and and very grateful to have an outlet to kind of mouth vomit all my words about how angry i am (laughs) did i hold on can you please jog my memory memory did we do what's grinding your gears no i don't think we did well actually um That'd be perfect. Actually, we could uh, sort of pause that. Hold on. Uh, let me let me get through. Yeah, we'll tack sure. it on the end. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. that makes more uh, most sense there. I think there's just a few questions left in the Inquisition. Oh, right. Uh, including uh, everything you mentioned in there. Uh, what else do you think you would ask them about? And uh, if if we've already mentioned it, we can pass. Yeah. Um, I would ask them if they got to see like a glimpse into our world. Um, if they think that social media as a concept and social media, how we utilize it is hurting or helping, um, our fight for socialism. That's something that I'm constantly grappling with. And I wonder if, if having that new element that they didn't have and, and they were given the education to know what that is. Cause I'm sure that sounds like, you know, fire to a caveman when you talk about, you know, women from a century ago, but, uh, yeah, I would love to know what, what they would think about the, the phenomena that is social media and how that plays into the fight for socialism. It would be fascinating, right? Right. Um, yeah, I think so. That's a good question. I like that one. Very. I, I like how specific that was actually. Um, all right. So that sort of brings us to streamer tips. Uh, as a, uh, as you, I don't know, what, what tips do you have for streamers? Uh, 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 yeah, what, what do you think? What should they be doing or not doing or whatever? So what got me into streaming in the first place was Hasanabi. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's good. That, I know, and it's like a little dreamy, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, what does he do so oh. right that makes me watch him? And I honestly think it's just because he's so... Like, number one, he streams every day, all day, so it's hard, like, not to catch him on. Um, but he also is, like, really, he covers all the all the news, and he covers all the topics. And um, I like that he doesn't try and come at it from a you know, unbiased perspective. Um, I think people need to be, like, be strong in your convictions, even if it's not, like, what I believe in personally. Like, whatever it is that you believe, and, and if that is the content of your stream... Uh, don't half-ass it, you know, be fully that thing because that's how you will get, like, a dedicated fan base that, mm. um, you know, will be the ones who show up for you every day. Uh, I mean, you know, you and Kenzo, I think, are really good about that, too, uh, being very specific about what you want to talk about and and doing so um, is way more interesting to me than someone, like, you know, here's the facts, you can decide how you feel. I don't know. I just don't, I don't really care about that kind of content. Wonderful. Good tips right there. I I think a lot of people are going to learn something from uh, (laughs) what you've shared with us today. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, 
And now I, I like to consider these, and we're going to go ahead and, and, and again, dig into the what's grinding your gears, and we'll let yeah. you ask me questions as well. Yeah. How about how, – uh, yeah, how about we do that? How about we we have your questions? Uh, uh, any questions that you have for me? It doesn't – I don't want it to be – entirely one-sided it, you know uh, it, it's not my intention that it is entirely one-sided so this is an opportunity if you have anything yes. on your mind plus no, if there's I, um, anything in chat you could feel free to answer that or ignore oh, yeah. anything you don't want to answer i'm not paying attention to those dorks okay. <laughs> just kidding i love y'all thank you she so just much drags for you, chat. listening to me i'm so sorry <laughs> y'all are great i'm just like i'm a one-track mind um love it so Dan, what got yeah. you? Uh, what was your like radicalization journey? Like, why are you here today, mm -hmm. so dedicated to wanting to unite the left, as you say? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, how how do I say this? I um, I was sort of convinced along the way of a couple different things, and uh, uh, if I can distill it really quickly, one Please. that capitalism is is one of the central problems in our society it's not the only one but um uh it's 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 such a problem that it's not reformable and it's it's seems to be by design so uh we have to imagine uh, alternative systems and well look at that people have been doing that for a long time yeah. um and not just imagining it but actually we've done it in the past we've we've achieved things like stateless moneyless societies and we can do it again so it's it's silly to not imagine that any anything exists outside of this you know uh uh this paradigm of 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 democrat and republican there's there's more to it and eventually i i i i i'd watched i don't know a decade of different media sort of pulling me left but not quite delivering me to socialism not quite sure. delivering me to communism it felt like i was on a moving walkway which sort of dropped me off at a spot sort of ideological purgatory uh, aka uh sockdemism oh my gosh <laughs> but i didn't know i didn't know the difference between sockdem right. and demsock i didn't realize that yeah. sockdems are still capitalists they just think that there's big enough band-aids that we can invent to fix the problems of capitalism but it doesn't seem to be that that's the case it seems as though in fact i'm convinced that you can't um it's just the problems are baked in and then uh you know uh bernie lost twice in a row it was pretty clear that the that he had the support but was sort of fucked over by uh bigger forces at play uh, forces beyond regular people, uh, and it's just you, you you realize that the electoral college is wildly and undemocratic. You realize that the uh, Senate is wildly undemocratic. Um, you convince yourself such a, uh, of a couple of things, like you can't reform the police. It was sort of uh, coming to terms that I had to deal with, and that's why I appreciate a lot of people who were so who were so forceful about their rhetoric around defunding and and uh, uh, abolishing the police, and it. These are things that eventually convinced me, and I looked into like what Marx said. I looked into Mao, and I'm like, holy shit! I guess I'm a Marxist. Here we are. Yeah. Now, I and I appreciate you saying that, um, and it's it's something that obviously we're talking about is like these are such big things, and they're it's like all like the roses and the thorns, like the thorns of learning. You know, the things that are hard, the things that like kind of hurt us as we learn, and yeah, I mean, coming to terms with like the police can't be reformed that's kind of a myth was hard for me too because yeah it's it's scary when you're young and you don't understand and you're white and you don't understand like it's systemic play in people's lives so yeah you think about like oh that means everyone's going to be attacked and robbed and and it's going to be like the purge but but when you actually start talking about it with other abolitionists and they can envision a world and like talk you through it and it makes so much sense so it yeah i, I feel like we were kind of thrusted upon the media that was left but not quite left enough and you really have to seek and it's unfortunate but you really do have to seek that like extra step past just like you know the basics of like what democrats <laughs> believe but yeah um so i guess my other question for you would be what kind of like organizing do you do if you do any organizing or if not what kind of organizing would you like to get involved in um i think what you're seeing here is 
the extent of my organizing, if you sure. can call it that. Um, um, I'm, <clears throat> I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to prevent, uh, present a, uh, uh, an alternative to uh, a lot of forms of streaming that we see. Not that I'm inventing anything, but like I'm following through and I'm, and I'm also sure. doing the work and I'm trying to make a show that, uh, that, uh, sort of demonstrates what you can do with a platform like this. And one of the things yeah. you can do with a platform like this, um, I just think that a lot of what I see is just toxic and divisive and is driving a wedge in the left. And yeah. a lot of those folks are benefiting from it uh, financially. And I can't, I can't see myself doing that now that I've seen that as a problem. Yeah. Uh, and I've all, like, I've talked about it on my stream. Like I, I couldn't like do that grift at this point. Not that it's necessarily yeah. a grift, but, it would be for me because I know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Does, yeah. Feel free. Yeah. No, I, and again, uh, something else that I'm like really glad you vocalized because, you know, coming from like, I'm not a personality. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't do what you do. Um, so I do see the other side of like the organizing world that is very like anti streamers, anti podcasters, whatever you might have. But I do think it's because the people who dominate these platforms are really awful, toxic people and <laughs> Also, like, pretty fucking, like, moderate and people I would never consider socialists. Like, they might build their brand on socialism, but the way they talk, the way they – the things they promote, their, like, advocacy for electoralism above all else and, and the way they don't get involved beyond that. I mean, it creates this – yeah, I mean, I get why people hate, you know, streamers on the left, um, and it's because I have seen how they – take advantage of these systems and it sucks. Uh, obviously we can go on and on about it, but I remember a few months ago when it was the runoff elections um, in Georgia, where there's that whole thing with destiny trying to like recruit DSA to come do some yeah. like canvassing with him. And anyway, that was also funny. I cheered yeah. when he got banned from Twitter again, because he's terrible, but all that's to say is like I love what you're doing. Right, there thanks. needs to be more unity on the left. I love that you're so. using your platform to like, you know, allow people to kind of talk about their experiences and and hopefully that gets a lot of people engaged and like, oh shit, hey, that person, what are my life experiences? Maybe I can be radicalized. So I think what you're doing is you great, and it. I it's I wish simple. there was more of that. So yeah. no, you get it. It's a really simple concept in that respect, and. Uh, I just I don't see why other people don't do other th uh, why more people don't do similar things. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can feel free to keep firing away questions for me. Uh, however, uh, I don't know. Question from the chat: Where do you see yourself in ten years? I don't know. Ten you years. That one. Yeah. So I'll be thirty-seven, which is like terrifying to think about. Um, yes. I know. <laughs> I uh, I see myself in Chicago. It's my favorite city in the whole world. I don't think I'll ever leave. Mm -hmm. Um. I hope I am making movies and making art because I want to and and I'm and I'm doing that full time because I don't have to be doing anything so financial security whatever you call it but uh I want to be making art and I want to be organizing full time um and I yeah I hope 10 years from now if if I'm lucky I'm still involved in this movement and I'm seeing some of the campaigns I'm involved with now like uh, right now, like doing a lot of work for uh, ECPS, which is Empowering Communities for Public Safety. It's an ordinance that if passed in Chicago, we'd be we'd have the most community control of the police more than any other city in the country. So, like, thinking ten years from now, if I can look back and say, like, if it passes, and be like, oh my god, like I have a box of three thousand door hangers in my house right now to try and convince people that this is something we need. So, yeah, I guess. In 10 years, I just want to look back and, and see the little role I played hopefully did something better for the city of Chicago and, and towards socialism. Cool, cool. Beautiful. Love it. Okay. Well, I think what I would love to do then, Mal, is uh, loop back. I meant to ask you earlier. Sure. What's grinding, what's grinding your gears? Um, what's on your mind these days? Anything. Topical. Oh. News or not. Yeah. <laughs> Unleash. Man, okay. Unleash, yeah. Let me let me set the stage for people who weren't paying attention. Um, I'm sure everyone has unfortunately heard about the tragic, senseless death of Adam Toledo. Um, we had a huge 7,000-person march in my neighborhood, which was so beautiful and incredible to see that. 
Um, that's, you know, kind of took center stage, right? Well, over the course of the weekend, um, there were some rumors spread about our <laughs> mayor, Miss Lori Lightfoot. Yep. And they were silly. It was yeah. just some infidelity scandal involving cops, yada, yada, yada. It all started apparently from the Chicago police. Like, this is where the rumors started. And the whole thing was going to be, she's going to resign. What grinds my gears about this? Because, like, I, I, <laughs> no one hates Lori the way I do. So it has nothing to do with, like, rumors being spread about her. But what grinds my gears is that the very next morning she responded to it. And did so in calling these rumors homophobic and sexist and or misogynistic, um, which they're not, in my opinion. Um, How the fuck does that oh, make sense? Yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, if anything, like, when I heard it, I was like, oh, damn. Like, Lori's kind of cool. <laughs> like, oh, she fucks. That's cool. <laughs> She's got a more messy sex life than I do. That's that makes her relatable, right? Um, rock and roll, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Like, damn, like, God forbid we think one cool thing about you, Lori. So, yeah, so rock she had to put put that to bed. But the whole thing is just, like, she responded to that. She doesn't respond. You know, she spent two weeks lying about Adam Toledo. She spent, mm. you know, over a year covering up the Anjanette um, Young raid, um, which was, an, again, a senseless thing that the cops did that should have never happened. Um, currently, there are organizers in the southeast side trying to prevent this um, metal recycling, metal shredding facility put in their community, uh, General Iron. And so much so, and people are so desperate to prevent this from happening, that uh, a bunch of organizers went on hunger strike for a month, mm-hmm. you know, and that wasn't even enough to get her to even publicly, like she still has never publicly responded. So it's really frustrating that that dominated the news cycle and she saw the need to defend herself and did not see at any point a need to come out and speak on these other like atrocities that's, that's happening in her city that she directly could be, she could be so fucking cool. You know, if she could just fucking like admit that the cops are, doing awful things, which she won't do, if she could listen to organizers, listens to community members who are, like, putting their bodies on the line because they're so scared of what's happening to their community. But she just doesn't. And I... It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating living in a city that people think Chicago is so progressive, but, like, we're not... Like, not... Like, in our government... You know our local mm-hmm. government. We're progressive in the people that are here and in the the freedom fighters we have, but uh, we get pushback every single way that we can um, to the point where people do have to put their bodies on the line to like try to get someone to give a shit. But she's more interested in dispelling the rumors that she fucks. Like, come on, you could have you could have ridden that one out <laughs> and like switched your brand around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was mostly just disappointing that so many people were calling for her resignation over this or like saying this was going to be the thing that would make her resign. But it's like, but what about all these other things that you have done that have led to like the deaths, the trauma, the the homelessness, like of your direct actions? Um, just wish people's priorities were a little straighter. <laughs> Dude. And, you know, it, it came from the cops, so it just immediately makes it less less uh, likely to be true yeah. sort of iron ironic there yeah. and and the, and then and then the sad thing is she pr- it's probably not true so that is that makes her even less cool exactly yeah to totally totally uncool it was a fun day on twitter yeah. though it, it was really hilarious out. uh and you know and i was like i hope everyone realized like if it comes from a cop it's not true they were the ones who spread that whole rumor about her like moving to the burbs and everyone believed it up and down oh, uh, wow. Yeah. She's terrible though. I mean, I know it's easy to dunk on Lori. She's like really bad at her job, but I do, I do want us to remember she's also a bad person. Exactly. (laughs) It's not just what she does at her job. She's notoriously just a a bad person. So yeah, she's a cop too. Yeah. When you say a cab, it includes, it includes Lori. It includes Lori every Mm -hmm. time. And Paw Patrol. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, to Erica later. <laughs> she's the one who made that whole meme. Of me. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, she, oh she literally, it's because of her that the whole meme like A cab includes Paw Patrol. Yeah, oh talk to her about that later. Gosh, she's great. Meme queen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, 
same same things grinding my gears these days. Yeah. Uh, Mel, it's just sort of that's what's going on here. Uh, I, I'm very disheartened about what's happening with Adam Toledo. Uh, I've just been broken down to pieces and bits. And I'm I'm a pretty vulnerable streamer, so people watch me cry all the time on stream. It's yeah. embarrassing. Um, no, it's good. People need yeah. to feel comfortable expressing our emotion because, yeah. you know, it's it's just so tragic. And 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 you oh, asked me earlier, um, you know, what 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 radicalized me? What pulled me left? What uh, made me realize I was a leftist? Mm -hmm. And Chicago is one of those things, you know, like you were touching on. It's it's a city, quote unquote, run by Democrats. You know, you can't really win if you're not. Right. Put a Democrat. So maybe some of them aren't really, but still, like, it's a city run by neoliberalism. Neoliberalism, you cannot argue with that. Like, up and down, that is the case. And we still have our problems, and they're glaring, and we have to put our bodies on the line in order to even address them. And a lot of times that ends up in more harm and suffering being done by the things that we're fucking protesting. Like, yeah. it's incredible that the cops just meet. Uh, 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 protests of police violence with violence. How fucking insane are they? Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, at it's, um, mm -hmm. oh, sorry. Yeah. At, no. at last year's uprising, that that May thirtieth action that got everyone in the streets, thirty thousand people, uh, was the first first time I got arrested. And um, really? yeah, have, that might have been the BLM march, that huge march, the huge one. Yeah, it was. Uh, that like, was the one I was in. I yeah, started so at Union I, uh, Park. Yep. Exactly. So I. Uh, set out. I had done some like been to some protests. Um, mm -hmm. This is like the biggest one I, I think most people have probably been to if they went. It was amazing, uh, but go on, yeah, and I'll tell you was, why. It was oh my god, yeah, amazing. Like no knocking the Huge. protest itself. Yeah. yeah, it was the most moved I have ever felt. Um, like in a direct action, just because of it was overwhelming. Just the amount of people who had 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 fucking enough, you know. Um, so yeah, I went out, I, I packed a bag of like $200 worth like medical supplies. Like I have like very minor like medic like training. Um, yeah. So I was out there with my little red backpack. Uh, I was kind of at the front of the line right there by where we were at the Trump Tower and the Langham Building were on both sides of us. This was before they raised the bridge. Um, I was briefly separated from the two people I went uh, went with, but I could see them in like the corner of my eye or whatever. So I was like, yeah. I'm good, right? This this girl who was in the front of the line, like face to face with cops, she starts having a panic attack. Um, so I'm like, hey, like, go, like, you leave, I'll take your spot. Don't worry about it, you know. Um, so she leaves. I like take her spot, join arms with the other protesters to kind of create that line. And someone started throwing fireworks. Um, I ducked because I could hear them, and I guess me ducking, like me just doing that jerk movement was enough for whatever cops around me to think that I was doing something violent and ended up got getting beat by a few batons thrown to the ground. Um, they stood on the backs of my kneecaps to where like my knees were just like digging into the concrete. Chaos is broken at this point. Like it was like that moment for whatever reason, just all yeah, like all order was lost. So they're like standing on me, but still like holding their line. And I'm like, Nothing like this has ever happened to me before. They like cut my bag off me and like throw it. So I never got my bag back. And what and I fuck? think they said that I was carrying fireworks, which I'm like, did you open the bag? Because <laughs> you would have seen a bunch of like, and you know, whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, I ended up being detained for like 15, 16 hours. Uh, it sucked. Yeah, they put the uh, zip ties on me so tight that when they cut it off, they had to like cut it off like a, an exacto knife and it like, like slit my wrist. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and of course, like Fuck. beat the shit. So it was so funny. And I, I explained this and I use this as an example. And I probably should have given a, a, a content warning. Um, but all of this really is to say that like, they did this because they wanted me to comply. But what it did was further radicalize me. Like I came out of that mm. situation. I like when I got out of jail, like 5am, I slept for four hours. I woke up. I went out and started sweeping up all the broken glass and stuff. I live in a neighborhood with some retail, um, did some community cleanup, went to sleep and went back to the next protest. And then that's when I got involved with marshalling, which is uh, the system that we have here in Chicago where we try to keep keep the crowd safe. We create bike lines. We block traffic. We uh, prevent cops from breaking into the crowd. That's when I got involved in defund. So everything that they did, uh, the trauma they put me through, did nothing for them other than make me 
stronger <laughs> like not to be cliche but like you literally just made me per- more powerful so congratulations <laughs> having a, uh, been a part of i believe that very march yeah. i was overwhelmed by how many people there were along the way uh off uh, just doing the whole thing do you need food does anyone need water oh, wow. yeah and people are like, yeah, I need food. And just give them food. I'm like, holy, right. holy. I was truly overwhelmed by the amount of like uh, 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 support. And I was like, well, this ma- this makes sense because these people care about people. So that would make sure sh- they would make sure in an event like this, tons of new people never done anything like it. Give them tons of support. Like it felt very thoughtful and it felt right. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that could have been one of the things that pulled me left. I was like, oh, shit. These people are legit. Like, I just can't see right. fucking MAGA, MAGA losers. Because not, it was, yeah, it was one of win, these things yeah. where it's like, not only did we come out because we were outraged, but the, the fact that people came out and, and were so thoughtful and mindful of like, well, if I'm going out there and I'm pissed, let me bring a case of water with me because it's 80 degrees out. Or so, let me bring a bag of granola bars. And it wasn't just one or two people who did that it was every other person you ran into because it was the same thing it was do you need hand sanitizer like my hands were so sanitized (laughs) i've never had such clean hands and it was it was just like that is the example of how community takes care of each other because that was a moment where we were facing police violence where we knew we were starting to really believe as as a, a community of people that like police are not good so we showed up not only to oppose that but showed up to like look out for each other at the same time. It wasn't just like we're pissed, let's burn shit down, let's break it down. Like that wasn't it. It, it. We came out and like there were medics and there were people with food and like I remember someone had like they like made chili, so they're handing out like hot meals to people. Just like yeah. overwhelming well, thoughtfulness. That again, you would have you wouldn't have seen that at the insurrection. Like where were the where were the you know people carrying around water bottles for those guys? You know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't about that. It wasn't about community. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was truly it was inspiring i i just i was truly overwhelmed and um i was like oh shit uh i can easily see myself going out to another march so, you oh know, yeah it, it was almost like encouraging like hey come on back next time we'll have ourselves a good time we'll make sure you're taken care of um did you go to the action on friday for adam toledo <laughs> I, like I don't say that to put you on the spot. No, no <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I really wanted to. I made a sign yeah. and everything. And um, uh, people all day on my stream, I'm like, I'm going. And everyone's like, be careful, Dan. I'm like, I'll be fine like, the whole time. And then it just get, started getting to me. And then someone's like, okay, if you go, go with a buddy. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And I tried mm-hmm. reaching out, but I did. You know, it's really my first time doing anything like this. So I, I now I have more time. I, I, have, I know more people who are being involved. And, and I can I think I know more people to reach out. I'll say if you to, ever need a friend at a protest, yeah. I'm usually there and you can always reach out to me, but also that. don't feel bad. Like yeah. you evaluated your capacity. You didn't feel like if you didn't have someone and that didn't make you feel safe then you made the right decision. Like at the end of the day, you know, of course we want you there, but if, if you don't feel confident or safe going into it, you made the best decision for yourself. And like, we need you in this fight. So you kept yourself safe and I think that's awesome. Oh, so don't, that's don't feel nice. bad. For that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel bad, but thank you. That does feel better. That's nice, Mal. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, I just saw it was just so docile. You know, it's like oh fuck, like a little bit of a thing at the end, right? Yeah, but like uh, pretty docile. Relative, do did yeah. people get detained? So two people were detained. Um, one person unfortunately went to the hospital from injuries they sustained from CPD. However, both those people were released. There was a crew of jail support for both of them all night, so they weren't released to no one. Uh, great support system. Even uh, Byron Cicho Lopez, one of our amazing aldermen, uh, even mm-hmm. showed up to the police station to advocate for their release. Mm-hmm. Um, so, King, dude. Right? It's, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. It's something I carry very deeply when people, not everyone gets out safe. Uh, there's the saying that, like, the action isn't over until everyone's home, and that includes people who get incarcerated. Um, you know, so happy to say everyone's home. The person who was in the hospital was released, I believe, this morning. Social media showed out, raised a ton of money for them, um, and people are making calls to get the charges dropped for the other two. So, again, wasn't a perfect outcome, but uh, it was, again, a show of community, and we're working on it, and we're we're making sure that everyone comes out of this okay. 
That's wonderful stuff there. So I want you to consider this, Mal. I want you to think about this as uh, us planting the seed. And of course, I know you're busy as hell, but I think you have a really important voice and I think it needs to be shared. And I think people need to see your um, your model that you're showing, your, uh, you know, just demonstrating a, a way to be a leftist. I think a lot of people are very online, like myself, and we're like, I don't really know how to do leftist things yeah. in the real world with my hands, other than <laughs> typing on a keyboard. And I'm talking shit about a lot of people, but I'm talking hey, shit about me too. So it's okay. Too. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So we've invited you here today in the spirit of building leftist unity, strength, and power in the same spirit you've been a truly wonderful guest uh, you're a wonderful special person to me and i think uh just so super great and uh hey um i really appreciate you we're gonna go ahead and let you go sure, love your yeah. face yeah. and uh thank and you solidarity come right absolutely Let's go. solidarity right. always we will see y'all thank you so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> see y'all <sighs> that was mal Hey, listener, you just heard an episode of Leftist and Chill, the show you never knew you didn't need but still can't live without, the podcast version. Content like this is only made with the support of listeners like yourself. Please support at patreon.com slash idansimpson today.